What's going on, guys? And welcome to the Benches Cleared Podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in sports. I'm Jesse Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who went two and four last week. Man, your performance is a lot like the Giants. <laughs> and I'm Tyler Cohen. I represent the Dodgers, who went a perfect six and zero oh last week. Just like I predicted, if you recall. Did you predict that they would go that they would be perfect? I don't necessarily know if I predicted <laughs> it, but I remember You're saying go- they need going to, to go undefeated. It. I was going because to because we're chasing it. the Astros, although that didn't that really didn't matter. pan out the way Literally I wanted no- it to. Nothing changed, but uh, uh, it did uh, because if the Yankees somehow beat the Astros in the CS, if they both get there, well, that's true. But no, but that's still is going to be the same though. No, because we have a better record than the Yankees. No, I know, but it was like that before the series, wasn't it? Well, we had to keep pace. That's what I'm saying. So nothing. What I'm saying is nothing changed. Nothing eventful happened. Anywho, six and zero. Oh, it was a great <laughs> week. A lot of great wins. We obliterated the Giants, outscoring them twenty to two. A uh, nice little send off to our boy uh, Bruce Boshi. You you leave your name out uh, of his mouth. I mean, you nice, leave you leave you leave your was, his name I'll, out of your I'll mouth. Leave my name out of my own mouth. <laughs> A you nice leave his name out of your mouth. To that man's a saint. Baumgartner, uh, with his little cutesy pinch hitting against my boy Clayton. Nothing happened. Yeah, little line out. Yeah, not a little line out. That that was that was hit. That was hit. Hmm. That was well, hit. So, help but me he did he did throw them all fastballs. It was kind of like, bro, if you're gonna hit one, fucking here it is. Yeah, he didn't, no, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't no I, I mean, in all seriousness, it was definitely a cool moment for sure. Even yeah. from a Dodgers fan perspective, just. You know, Kershaw recognizing Madison Bumgarner, giving him the tip of the cap, giving both the tip of the cap. Well, whatever. Whatever. I was driving home from a wedding, okay? I only (laughs) saw highlights, all right? Just to show you how bad the Giants' season went, that day, very last day of the season, was Fan Appreciation Day. They gave a car to a lucky fan, and it was a Dodger fan. (laughs) <laughs> so that that just goes to show you it just wasn't our year this year. It is what it is. A lot of positives, but yeah. A overwhelmingly, uh, an overwhelming majority uh, negatives. <laughs> so don't forget that. A lot of fucking I, negatives. I need, I need to harp on that. Uh, no, Dodgers went 6-0. <clears throat> Good series in San Diego. Pitching wasn't quite where I would have liked it to be. Although Rich Hill did pitch really well last Tuesday. Rich Hill also pitched very well yesterday in Sunday's season finale. So that was a huge positive for us. It looks like he's going to be able definitely to be a fourth starting option or coming out of the bullpen. Either way, I'm super stoked. I think Rich Hill is going to make the roster no problem. So that was, I think that was the biggest thing for me. I think also, though, I mean, do you really think he's going to be okay to be counted on to pitch six innings? As well, and, and that's why I think he's probably going to be a bullpen guy. I think maybe he'll start the game, but I think maybe either Tony Gonsolin or Dustin May, whoever wasn't going to be on the roster, is now going to be on the roster. Yeah, no. I being think, ready to, to be right behind him. Yeah, I think if he is a starter, quote-unquote, he's going to have an incredibly short leash. <laughs> yeah. Very short leash. And, you know, then Gonsolin can get slotted in. Urias, May, you know, guys who are typically starters – Kenta Maeda. I mean, we have yeah. a plethora of dudes that can go. Five, you, def- you definitely plus. have you definitely have the quantity of, of starters for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And now to talk about the Giants' week and season, uh, since the Giants' season is over, is our friend Leo Luna. 
He writes for Around the Foghorn, has featured work on Bleacher Report and Sports Illustrated MLB. Yeah, what's going on, Leo? How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Can't complain. Doing well, man. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. We're just going to jump right into it. You know, the giant season is over. A little disappointing for how uh, good they were starting to do in July. But uh, now that it's over, we can look back at some of the things that happened. And what, what do you think is like the biggest surprise and maybe even the di- biggest disappointment in 2019? I'm going to have to go with the biggest surprise, obviously, being Yaz, baby Yaz. <laughs> Uh, the fact that he was able to reach 20 home, 21 home runs on the season, uh, going back to Boston and doing the 20th home run there was something very special. The fact that he never even hit 15 home runs in the minors coming into this year was a huge surprise. I believe it was somewhere around 35 combined home runs this year between the minors and majors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it probably has a little bit to do with, I feel like he's one of the guys that maybe got the benefit from the juice balls, but hey, everyone's using them, so. Hey, you got to get it done somehow. Yeah. Uh, and he did it. Uh, yeah. The year of the juice ball, uh, Brandon Belt couldn't even reach 20. So Yeah, uh, exactly. They were able to take advantage of it. And uh, I'm going to just throw it in there a little bit. Uh, surprise was Jeff Samarja. I never thought he would have a year under four, <laughs> especially <laughs> after the past couple seasons. And the fact that he was able to muster that and basically be the ace of the team as far as ERA-wise uh, ended the year better than Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. And I, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about, like, why are you surprised? He's had a bunch of good years last year. He was just hurt. But it's like, I mean, how can you – predict he's going to have the best year of his Giants career this year. And not only that, the year after he was hurt, he could still be hurt and go down again. And, you know, a lot of players, when they get that age, become kind of injury prone. Exactly. And uh, I believe it was the second best ERA year in his entire career. That goes back to the Cubs oh, wow. days, days, White Sox days. Um, so that's what's the biggest surprise with Jeff Samarja. And uh, as far as biggest disappointment was, you know, the <laughs> – the elephant in the room's got to be Derek Rodriguez. So oh, from a yeah. rookie year of a 2.81 ERA into a sophomore slump um, to a 5.64 struggle staying in the rotation at times, uh, that, mm-hmm. that's got to be huge, especially with Quinto I, out. Yeah, I think like when, when he came back the last time, I feel like he, he did run in some bad luck, but there's times where he just can't find the strike zone and he's, he's all over the place. And with a guy who's not relying on stuff and is a control guy, when you have no control, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> there's no way to get around it. Control is definitely the storyline for the, for the Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. Rookie pitching, young pitching. Man, that's the walks <laughs> between yeah. each and every single game with uh, kill this team, kill this run. Yeah, I, and I'm surprised. Like, I wasn't even thinking about Derek Rodriguez. Usually, I think every every single time you hear disappointment, you're thinking veteran guys and all this kind of stuff. But you're right. I mean, beginning of the year, it was almost like let's build around Derek Rodriguez, and he was like our guy. You know, it's so so crazy how quick you forget it when stuff starts hitting the fan. You know, there there, there was a lot of positives going in. You know, coming into next year into 2020. Uh, I was just curious on what you think is the biggest problem going into 2020 as far as, you know, they're going to need rotation stuff or who they're going to put in that lineup. I'm going to say it's rotation, mainly more than the lineup. They're going to MLB said uh, they're going to evaluate the baseball this offseason. But if you can't have a, a consistent starting five, it's going to make things very difficult to win games 
when you have pitchers uh, in the starting pitchers, their ERAs are in the five, and you don't have a lineup like the Houston Astros. It's yeah, make very very difficult to be a contending team, especially in a pitching ballpark like Oracle. The starting mm-hmm. rotation is going to be very very key, and uh, that's how you're going to let your lineup build off it. Because the Giants don't have sluggers. I know this is also a Dodgers podcast. They don't have sluggers <laughs> like the Dodgers. They don't have the three guys hitting 30 home runs. They sure don't. You could you could you could have said Astros, Leo. All right, we don't we don't have to give them any, any clout right now. <laughs> now I'm going to get a couple unfollows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, now these hitters are pressing in the lineup, such as Posey. Uh, that, that's a potential move, hitting him second or so, because. You know, when we're chasing two runs, and now you got Posey batting cleanup, the guy who hit seven home runs all year, mm-hmm. it just makes things difficult without having that consistent starting rotation. No, yeah, definitely. I'm a big, uh, I know this is probably a little offside, but I'm a big uh, supporter of Posey hitting in the two hole, you know, because I feel like he could still be a good hitter, man. Like, he, I feel like he could still do flip it, you know, flipping into all fields. I just feel like when he's in three or four, he tries to, you know, hit the shit out of the ball, and it's just not happening for him. Exactly. I also, I'm a believer of him in the two-hole as well. I necessarily wouldn't be shy of him batting leadoff. Maybe not in home games. Really? Because then you're going to go straight from catching to leading off the game. But <laughs> yeah. um, he's a guy who could hit 300 any given year. Who who would be better than Buster Posey setting that table? No, I agree. We're coming to a close of an era, um, the Bruce Bochy era. So many good times, so many good memories, so many aggravating, you know, crazy shit happening in his, you know, 13 years of managing the team. Um, I'm curious, what, what's your, like, favorite Bochy moment? My favorite Bochy moment's got to be that 2010 World Series run. Obviously, that was the first ring. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, as a as a Giants fan, you go to each, in each every playoff like, okay, when's going to be that moment to get us knocked out? When you know when is it going to happen? And the way mm-hmm. he was able to rally that group of guys to me that stands out the most is that Philadelphia series. They just had star talent from the rotation to the hitters, and were able to beat them four games to two. Uh, that that's got to be my greatest uh, Bochy memory. Uh, just the way he was able to get Cody Ross and company to play and uh, win that ring. Yeah, mastermind of just plugging in the right right holes. You know, you, you write for Around the Foghorn. You published on uh, Bleacher Report and Sports uh, Illustrated MLB. What's your role in, in Around the Foghorn? For just Around the Foghorn, I'm an independent writer with them. Uh, around the Foghorn is a great site to pretty much get uh, your opinion out. Uh, as an independent writer, and that being a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan, that's something I uh, cherish about writing for Around the Foghorn. And um, I'm definitely looking to continue coverage into the into the offseason. Definitely. Well, we, we wish you the best of luck for sure. We thank you so much for coming on. We're going to do some rapid-fire questions. We might call you out on some of the answers you give. All right, go ahead. All right, number one, let's go. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Um. Man, that one's difficult. Whichever one thinks bye bye bye. Oh, that's in sync. That's the right Leo, answer. Come on, you know. You know what like, let's Perfect. not let's be real with each other here. Everyone's a Jay Timby fan. We all know the song. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If if you were a major league player, what would your walk up music be? I'm gonna go with Shayaita from Bad Bunny. Okay. 
Texas Mexican food or California Mexican food? It's, it's got to be California. Oh, thank you. So, <clears throat> That's oh, the right answer. I thought I thought I was going to have to like have a fight with you right now because I you started saying you were oh, from Texas. I started getting a little worried. That is the correct answer. When you're having cereal, do you pour the cereal or the milk first? This is the most important question. Oh, it's got to be the cereal every time. Okay, all right. We just got to make sure we don't have any serial killers on here, Leo, all right? Yeah, we're not trying to have any weirdos on here, you know? <laughs> and lastly, yeah. Okay. And lastly, uh, Will Ferrell or Mike Myers? Mike Myers. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Not not the answer I expected. <laughs> so you're saying he, he was basic. You were, you were thinking he was going to be basic. I, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I am. I Basically. <laughs> I'm a basic ass bitch. Yeah, for real. <clears throat> um, well, Leo, thank you so much for coming on, man. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. If you guys aren't following him on Twitter, it's a good follow on Twitter. Hit him up. It's uh, SF Giants Leo. Read him at around, around the Foghorn, and uh, look out for his other stuff. Appreciate, it, fellas. And really quick, I wish you guys well. And no, Bochi is not going to the San Diego Padres. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. And before we say goodbye, I kind of want to make that a talking point. <laughs> Anyone who thinks that he is going to manage again in Major League Baseball is wrong. I've and even if he was thinking about it after that send off, there's gonna, no fucking way he could do it. I was gonna say, I feel like you just can't after you know all year saying this is it. And especially after this last weekend, you know, playing at home against the Dodgers, a classy send off, a proper send off and to go to a division rival would be the biggest slap in the face. And even coming from a Dodger fan, Bruce Boshi is a well-respected man, a well-respected manager. I just don't think he would ever even consider it. There's no way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he's an enjoy. He's an enjoy all the wine that he. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lee. I really appreciate it. Uh, you coming on and uh, and thank you so much for that little you know warming of the heart. Definitely. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. I wish you guys well. Thank you, you too, sir, man. You we'll too. talk to you later. All right, now to the real shit. So the Dodgers are in the playoffs, <laughs> uh, and you Giants fans are not. Are you sure? And that feels good. It no, feels very good. Well, technically, the, the Giant fans are always in the playoffs when the Dodgers are in the playoffs because we still get a root mm-hmm. against them. So last week, King Felix made his last start as a Seattle Mariner. If you didn't see the footage, that shit was insane. Uh, King's Court is usually, you know, like what, like a couple, like a section yeah. or so. King's Court was fucking half Eight, the stadium. Double, yeah. Oh, man. Everyone. It was, that shit was amazing, dude. And, um... You know, I, I just feel like nowadays we're not going to see that much. We're not going to see that anymore. Okay. Because like now it seems like, you know, when the team starts, you know, losing a little bit and anyone who has any value, they ship them out of town. And, you know, before it was a thing of, you know, when not a lot of franchise players because, you know, big market teams would come in and pay them more and, you know, players weren't having like loyalty or whatever. But now it's the thing of franchises just don't give a fuck anymore. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, I think there is something to be said about Seattle's not the biggest market team, and they haven't been good for a long time. No, but they, their payroll's always pretty good. Well, and but I'm saying the mutual sense of he wants to be there, they want him there, yeah. is just kind of rare. I mean, you have a team like the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw, I don't think, will ever play for another team ever. Mm-hmm. I think he'd rather retire. Than play for another team. And then you have 
someone like Buster Posey. I don't think Buster Posey is going to play for anyone besides the Giants. Mm-hmm. So I think there there are a couple out there. But, you know, Felix Hernandez was a superstar. Yeah. Just like Clayton Kershaw is slash was. Buster Poser. I mean. Poser. Buster, Poser. Buster Poser. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, Buster Posey is definitely a great player. Not a superstar, of course, but. He was. I he, mean. No, he definitely was. But I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a rare thing nowadays for sure. And and I'm not sure if you saw his uh, his. When he was uh, introduced, when he first signed his big contract, he was freaking like tears in his eyes talking about Seattle Mariners. Man, we're gonna we're gonna be number one. We're gonna be on top. Like, and they were just, never even close. Yeah, but like, just do like you saw that like a player cared, and you know, and it's hard to like really like stress to like, oh, you want your players to care because yes, it is a business and yada yada yada. But there's a reason why certain players you know, can do no wrong in certain fans' eyes because if they stay loyal and they're about their team and they're, you know, will take less money to stay on a team, money buys a lot of things, but it doesn't buy fan loyalty forever. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the no-brainer here is Mike Trout. And I think it was a, yeah. you know, a class move on the Angels organization and Mike Trout. They were not going to spare any expense to keep him an Angel for life, and he was totally willing. And there was so much... So many rumblings of him going back home and playing in in Philly, and you know he didn't. And outside of Mike Trout, I think the closest thing you're going to see now is guys like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. When they sign those big deals, they're going to be you know a franchise player kind of. Yeah, but they are a different team. Yeah, thirteen year deals with no opt outs and and we're not going to see that that much anymore only with certain players like before it was like not a big thing for a player to get a six-year deal that just shit that shit ain't happening anymore yeah i mean now you're looking at like we were just seeing anthony rendon was offered a seven-year contract but for younger guys guys like cody bellinger walker bueller all these guys when their contracts are up i mean they're going to try to lock them down for life that's the thing, though. I don't know about that. I think they are gonna. They might lock up Bellinger because the Dodgers are going to be good, at least for the next couple of years. At least. Yeah. Right? And if you're looking at, like, let's say they go on a couple of shitty runs. Right? They're, they're under 500. They're losing seasons. Right? I feel like the, the Dodgers and where the Giants are going, like the new age front office, they're going to find whatever, you know, value they have in, like, Cody Bellinger and be like, you know what? We're going to trade you to get more prospects instead of being loyal to a dude that did so much for you. Yeah, I, I definitely see it from the the team side being kind of like that, absolutely. But it's it's hard being a Dodger fan and trying to kind of conceptualize this. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I'm saying. Because we have so much, so many players in the pipeline that even if Cody Bellinger was having a down year... You yeah. know, you don't need to just cut and run. No, exactly. And it, it is hard to conceive because, like I said, they're guaranteed to be competitive for the next couple of years. I mean, it would still take a lot for them not to be competitive a couple of years after that. But let's yeah. it shit can happen. Not all prospects pan out, and it is what it is. But people on MLB Network, every single time there's a hint of disaster, they're like, trade this person, try to get the prospects and prospects yeah. uh, about prospects. Like, bro, like, sometimes it's worth it to have, like, a couple of shitty couple of shitty seasons to have that one franchise player you know that you can have that comes back forever and ever and ever but i don't know i mean you know if i were an angels fan 
I'm sure I would love Mike Trout, and I wouldn't want to see him go. But if seeing him go meant winning a World Series four or five years down the line, I would absolutely do it. No, but you would. Let's say he brings back four top prospects, right? Two of those. I mean, there's a huge chance that two of those prospects aren't going to do shit. Even top prospects aren't fucking guaranteed. Well, yeah. Of course. And then you know what players gonna be better than Mike? Like no, like just keep them. Add some pieces and try to fucking go for it. I'm, I'm sick of this whole, oh, for the future, for the future. Like, yes, to a point. Like, I'm not saying, you know, never go for the future when you're out of it. But what I'm saying is, is if you have a chance to go for it, fucking go for it. If right. you have a guy like Mike Trout, build around the dude. Don't freaking try to sell him off, you know, for, for some prospects well, and but maybes. That's, but that's the problem. And, you know, I don't want to make this whole argument about Mike Trout. But <laughs> <clears throat> now I'm, you know... The Angels have done such a terrible job exactly. of building around Mike Trout, and they've invested $400 million in him. Yeah. So how you can justify investing all this money and not building around and wasting they need to build around. That's a what generational is. player's talent, I mean, it's, yeah. it's mind-boggling. I yeah. just don't understand it. All right, poll time. We asked you guys, who are the Dodgers going to be playing in the NLDS? 59% of you said the Nats. 41% of you said the Brewers. I think this number should be a lot higher towards the Nationals in the sense of I think that's who we're going to end up playing. I think if we would have phrased it, who do you want to play? It would have been overwhelmingly (laughs) the Brewers. I mean, the Brewers, it's crazy, though. The Brewers and the Nationals have been super hot. Yeah. Both of them. I'm not too excited to play either of them. But I think what it boils down to, and we've touched on it before, you know, in the past couple weeks it's the pitching. It's the the one two three rotation that Washington has, and the only benefit if we ended up playing Washington is you only have to see Max Scherzer once. Hopefully, that's nice, but I would much rather go against the Brewers. Josh Hader, whatever. I mean, we showed earlier in the year we can hit him. You know, <clears throat> and I think it would be cool to see a rematch of last year's series. I think people forget how close that series was. Yeah, but the the I feel like the Dodgers are better than they were last year, and I feel like the Brewers are worse. I think so too. Year. So I, that's I, why I want it was it was close. But and, then, and that's the thing: if if we were to uh, ask this question, I want to say two weeks ago, like if if we knew what this matchup was, it'd be dude, hands down, Nationals are gonna win. There's no fucking way. But because how hot the Brewers are right now, I feel like it's a legitimate question. Oh, I know, and and I'm so excited to watch this game because yeah. these teams are so hot, and it's. One game. I mean, anything can happen. Exactly. Max Scherzer Scherzer could just have an off day. Exactly. And then they go home. And that would suck because there's no... I mean, the Brewers can squeak by a game. In my opinion, they could... Like like we said, anything can happen in one game. But I feel like there's no way the Brewers can beat the Dodgers. So I am praying that they play the Nationals because I feel like the Nationals have a chance if their starting pitching is on, they don't have to go to that bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you would say that, but yeah, I mean, what, what do you expect as, me to say? Yeah, as long as we can get to that bullpen, I'm not incredibly oh, worried because that bullpen is a disaster. Disaster, it's absolute it's, disaster. If and, if the if the Brewers just had, I mean, if the the Nationals had a little bit of Brewers bullpen, they would be the best team in the National League, probably. Eh, I don't know about that, but that'd be pretty close. Definitely, definitely closer. But I'm curious to see. Who's going to win? I personally hate this new wild card format. Wild really? Card format, I like it. Or new, I guess, in the last, what, like 12 years? It's, Has been it been doing, that long? I no. I, I don't know. No, however, it's... However long... The reason I hate it's it... It's going to be like seven or, seven or eight years, I think. <clears throat> you know what bugs me the most? Is during the wild card games, 
both teams have the October ready or you know whatever playoff sweatshirt. It is and, the postseason, and it's technically the postseason. It is postseason. It's it's not. It's postseason. It's bullshit. It's postseason. It's, it's after the regular season. It's postseason. It's bullshit. Yeah, I bet you would say that. You're a hater. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know why. You know why. I don't. Giants won the World Series off a wild card. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why you hate it. Yeah. I got so many texts, dude. Like, my wife <laughs> fucking texted me in the same room. She texted me, fucking bullshit. Got lucky off a wild card <laughs> piece of shit. Like, were they the number two wild card that year? Uh, they were tied. So it was. Oh, okay. So technically, they were the number two. Like, they played away, but because uh, the Pirates um, had a better record against them in the season. Right. So, See, but they're the same record. I would be more of a fan of that goes to the 163rd game. To, but that would have been the same thing. Like if it was regular, that the the 163rd game would have been the wild card. Right. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. This but two wild card team shit. I like it. it. It's cool. Do you I'm, know how devastated I would be if the Dodgers were a wild card team and, and they I lost gotta say, that one game? And it's it's funny that the Nationals are in this position because in 2015, after the Giants beat the uh, Nationals in the NLDS in 2014. MLB TV, sometimes you have to only watch one broadcast. I had to watch the national broadcast, and it was nothing but a three-hour bitch fest <laughs> about all the the wild card uh, game. It's it's bullshit. Well, they didn't say bullshit. Obviously, it was yeah. on telecast, but they were basically saying it was bullshit because it gives such an advantage to the wild card team because you know the other team has to sit around and they can get cold. Like, oh, that's that's a disadvantage. Not losing your number one pitcher who can only pitch one in the series versus two yeah. different times. Like, no, I mean, come on, <clears throat> that's that. Give stupid. me a fucking break. That's stupid. Yeah. But anyways, whatever. All right. Poll time for the Giants. We asked you guys who has a spot on the 2020 25 man roster. Uh, Dubon has a 25% chance. Uh, Yaz, you guys gave him 69%. Hey, 69. Uh, Dickerson, you gave him 3%. And Davis, you got uh, 3%. The funny thing is, is Dickerson had a lock to be like number four in the order for like a month because how, you know, how solid he was. He looks so fucking lost at the plate right now. I feel like he's subject to being DFA'd. Like, because if they need a spot, if, if they, if they need a spot for, you know, somebody they want to trade for or whatever, He's vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously it's Gaz because, you know, one of the first tw- uh, 20 home run guys we've had in a long time. Uh, Dubon, I, I, I feel like Dubon and Yaz are going to be on the 25 man next year. Our uh, buddies in another. Potentially 26 man. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It, not potentially. That's what it is. 26 man roster. Sorry. That most of you guys agree with us. Our, our buddies, West Coast rivals, agree with us. Dubon and Yaz. Uh, our friend Sleepy at Sleepy Mofo uh, says. Dubon and Yastrzemski, I think Davis is sent to AAA or finds another team next season. Dickerson is let go because although solid when he's healthy, he's injury prone, unfortunately. There's no way Davis is finding another team. He has options. So, yes, he's starting in AAA, but he's not, they're not letting go of that guy. DFA, yeah, he has 35 home runs in, 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 yes, it's minor leagues, but still, 35 home runs is real. Like, he just needs to get his shit together and, and you know, he, need, he needs some at-bats in major and. In Major League time, he's going to get it. All right, as, as we start to wrap this up, we do our next week outlook. And uh, I'm going to dedicate this time, because the Giants don't have a next week outlook, uh, to, to Bruce Bochy. Um, it's the end of an era, like we talked a little bit before with, with, uh, with Leo. There's some people spreading some crazy shit about Boch. Uh, this guy, Ryan D. Enos. I'm not sure if that's how you say his name. At Ryan D. Enos. Um, says, announcement, Bruce Bochy has an overall losing record. Doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. That is all. Well, Ryan Anos, well, you're, Dr. Dipshit. you're a bitch, all right? <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. 
because you can't make a good team bad just being the manager. It's just like being, I mean, yeah, you make a lot of important decisions, but you're just one guy. You can't make Buster Posey hit 20 home runs. No one was going to expect Derek Rodriguez to blow. Like you make decisions, but you're just one part of the puzzle to, to be a good team. Okay. You got to think every single one of the Giants World Series runs, the Giants were never the favorite in all the series, except maybe the 2014 World Series. I think maybe a little bit. I think it was kind of even because of how hot the Royals were. Mm. But everything at 2010, it was like, oh, man, it's great that they're there. I mean, let's see how let's see if they can maybe last against the, uh, the Braves, but they're going to get their ass kicked against the Phillies. You know, no chance against the Rangers. And that's how it was. Like every single year, they had no chance. You know, obviously there was a lot of more components, but Bochi made so many important important moves that kind of influenced how postseason is used today. I know a lot of things are saying that analytics changed how we how bullpens are used, but if you look at those World Series runs, Bochi was one of the first ones to bring in <clears throat> bullpens early. I mean, obviously because he had a loaded bullpen, right. but still, Ryan Enos, you're an idiot, and you know I just want. Um, you know, in, in his, his speech that I watched in my living room with all my wife's family, and I started to tear up like a little bitch, and I didn't care. My wife was making fun of me. I was like, oh, you're crying. I was like, yeah, I'm crying. You're goddamn right. I'm, I'm a bitch. I don't give a fuck, all right? But when he said, you know, to all the fans, the years that we didn't do good, I'm sorry I let you down. I was like, oh, it, it hurts. my heart. But it's okay. I forget. He, I swear he I looked forget. in that camera, and he was like, Jesse, I'm sorry I let you down. <laughs> And then it's you like, looked in that TV and said, <laughs> I forgive you. You're damn right I did. It's okay. Damn right. I'll do when he at the very end when he quoted Lou Gehrig, like when he was saying that, uh, you know, I consider myself the luckiest man. man. Oh, yeah. dude. That uh, got me. So, so end of an era, we're going to miss Boach. I really hope that they hire a guy like him, like a Mike Matheny. That's who, that's who I really hope for, someone who knows the game and can really tell pitchers and, you know, have the gut and intuition he does. So, yeah. Thanks, Boach. Hashtag boom, boom. Yeah, and just a quick note, I mean, from my perspective, Hall of Fame, I mean, who knows? But 2,000 wins in three World Series, I mean, come on. No. I don't care if you have a losing record. I mean, if you... All those Padre teams and, and the shitty Giants say, teams, like, like, dude. <clears throat> when you have some dog shit teams and you're rebuilding, yeah, it's bound to happen. But, I mean, look at the Dodgers. I mean, Dave Roberts has a great record over his four-year career, but... I still don't have any goddamn World Series, so... And not only that, but... And I'm, I'm not trying to sound like... I, I Maybe I'm biased, whatever. Fuck me. I don't give a fuck. Maybe I'm biased, but I feel like they do it... I don't want to say, like, in spite of him, but there's a lot of decisions that I feel like he makes spill the analytics that don't work out for him, and he has a stacked fucking lineup. And that's the difference. Yeah. The yeah. Dodgers are a powerhouse team. There has not been one giant powerhouse team that did anything. Okay. Well, with that being said, let's get into the Dodgers next week outlook because we there is one, which is it's nice. Um, and just I'm gonna let you have that one. That's fine. You know, I I wish I could do I'm live in shame. I wish I could do an NLDS preview at the moment, but seeing as we don't know who we're playing, doesn't seem like we can. Um, I think next week, you know, the series starts on Thursday. Whoever we end up playing, we know we're gonna be at home. I think the biggest thing is one. I've been saying it for the last. Six weeks, we need to get the roster right. We need <clears throat> to go with who's performing and leave off who's not performing. I don't Seager's care. hot. He's absolutely hot. And of course, so hot right now. He's so hot right now. But leave off who hasn't been performing. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt because they've 
they've done well in years past. And obviously, you know... Who are you talking about specifically? You know how I feel about Kenley Jansen, but I know he's going to be on the goddamn roster. There's no way he's not going to... That's who you're talking about? No, 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 no. Okay. (laughs) But I I had to clarify because I've been talking so much shit about him. Yeah. One, Yumi Garcia. If he's on that roster, I'm going to be upset. Two... I'm mad. Two, Caleb Ferguson. Don't want him on that roster. And three, and this I've shot in the dark. I know it's not going to happen. I also don't want Dylan Floro on the roster. Those three guys, I feel like, are a recipe for disaster. They give up runs. They give up the long ball more than anyone else. I'd rather slot in Dustin May or Tony Gonsolin. Kent has been solid out of the bullpen. So I'd much rather go with those guys. So we'll see. Um, you know, obviously guys like Jed Jerko, Negron, those guys aren't going to make the playoff roster. Yeah, we are, we no already way. know that. <clears throat> um, so the playoff roster is pretty set. I mean, but there's one guy. I'm not sure how he's producing because I don't watch every every Dodger game. But um, I feel like David Freeze is a guy you might want to have on. Oh, he because of, of his success. I'm no. not sure how if, if he's. That's why I was I was wondering if you were talking about someone oh, like him. No, no, no. He's. No. It seems like he. Like, especially in the big moments, he just has fucking ice in his veins. Not only he that. He scares the shit out of he's, me. He's, when he's been healthy this year, he's been great. Really? Ever since he okay. came to the Dodgers, he's been great. David Freeze will absolutely be on that roster. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Yeah. You were just saying, like, oh, performed in the past. in the po- And I was like, wait, is he talking about David Freeze? No. Okay. David Freeze will absolutely be on that roster. I'm not not worried about that. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm a little worried. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be rooting for whoever the fuck the uh, who's playing the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the the Dodgers seem to have hit a slump. Like they having one of the best seasons, hit a little bit of a slump, and I was like, oh shit, they're slumping. And then this last like two weeks, oh boy, are they hot. they are hot. So now it's I'm not going to lie to you. I'm fucking worried. But guess what? Max Scherzer's a, a fucking chainsaw. Uh, Patrick Corbin, fucking chain, and you we know might not even see them though. That's true. That's true. If if it's the Brewers, then you know what? Hope to God that the Atlanta Atlanta Braves can slow that shit down. I ain't worried about it. You're not worried about the Braves. I'd be worried about the Braves. Yeah, I'd be more worried about the Nationals I'm because worried. starting pitching is what wins championships. You know, I like to talk tough and, and <laughs> seem like I'm a tough guy, but you can you can ask anyone who's close to me. I will be watching these games and screaming. And pacing yeah. and cursing yeah. and chain smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Even if yeah. we're up seven nothing, yeah. because I don't trust anyone, <laughs> anyone on that <laughs> roster. I do not trust. So I mean, next week we'll have a better idea of what's going on. Obviously, we'll know who we're playing, and the series could be over by the time we record next week. Who knows? For better or worse, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. The I think game three will be Sunday. So oh wow, oh they sweep, yeah, yeah. So whether we get swept or we sweep, who knows? So, <laughs> that would be great. Oh yeah. man, that'd be a nice Christmas present for me. Yeah, you know, if if that happens, no one buy me a Christmas present. I already got it. So, so yeah, I mean, I think the big keys are <clears throat> everyone who's been hot just has to stay hot. As long as the roster is structured correctly, I think we have a pretty damn good shot. But you know, Dave Roberts has uh, goofed in the past, so we'll see. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see till next week. And go from there. Yeah. This episode has been brought to you by Renovation Candles. Uh, buy that shit. Renovation Candle Company new fall collection has dropped. Also, new apparel like this hoodie that I'm wearing that you can't see. Uh, check it out. RenovationCandleCompany.com. 
Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review to help us grow. You can follow us also on Instagram at Benches Cleared Podcast, Twitter at Benches Cleared P. P. And make sure, again, you subscribe anywhere podcasts are found. Anchor, Apple iTunes, Spotify. Just go ahead, check that out, leave us a review. You down with Benches Cleared P? Yeah, you know me. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm, I mean, I'm down with OPP. <laughs> I know you would. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next week.